fueled by C4, Cellucor, and Extend. Use the code Clydesdale to get 20% off the checkout at C4Energy.com. On Clydesdale Media, where we bring you the widest array of content here on our YouTube channel. Make sure you like and subscribe to the channel. Hit that notifier so you first know when new episodes are available. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Clydesdale Media Podcast. My name is Scott Switzer. I'm the Clydesdale. I have with me four-time, four-time CrossFit Games champion, five times podium, Jason Grubb. What's going on, Jason? Not too much. I just got done with my first session of the day, and uh, I'm sweaty. I'm very sweaty. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I just got off the. I went home to Pennsylvania for the weekend. Got back. Didn't get a workout in today, and because uh, I did. You're my third show of the day. Oh wow. Um, oh, wow. We had Kelly Friel on your counterpart in the 45 to 49 year old uh, at one o'clock. Then we did a roundtable at two, and you're at three. So wow. no time for a wow. workout today. They said I should do the interview with you on an assault bike. I mean, that's fine. Let's do that's it. Fine. I'll that's get fine. on my echo bike. It's right behind me. It's right behind me. Yeah. I'm thinking the audio would probably get really crappy. It could, the get rough. Part, it could get rough. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be yeah. tough. Yeah. It'd be tough. Yeah. So um, I wanted to talk to you about the CrossFit Games. Um, you won for your fourth time. Um, looking at your numbers, you, it, it, it seemed close at the beginning of the week. And then you kind of distanced yourself uh, on the back half of, of the weekend. Is that the way you look at it as well? Oh yeah. That's oh, yeah. pretty typical for a CrossFit games weekend for me this year. Luckily for me, I, uh, I, I ended day one in first place and it may have been the first time that I've ever ended day one in first place. So first place. So felt like I had just a little bit of a little bit of momentum. That's but also, them. you know, we had some also, events, you know, we had some events like on day one, like we on opened one, with a uh, one rep max snatch and one rep max clean and jerk. So our Olympic total and those are specialist workouts. I mean, very specialist designed workouts. And I'm I'm a, I'm a great general competitor all around. So I'm going to I'm going to allow the specialists. I'm not going to allow I'm because of the nature of it. The specialists in lifting are going to win the, that event. Um, but I'm going to hit my lifts do what I need to do. That felt great. So tight. So that, that made day one somewhat tight. I think I was maybe fourth. Then I took first place in the next event, second place in the next event. And I was maybe ahead by 10 points or something going into day two. Uh, I had a great first event. Uh, second event. I took a fourth again, a gymnastics specialist event, really a pistol squat specialist event. And then a 5k run, which is also another specialist event where I took fourth. But at that point of the game, I'm beating who I need to beat. Like I, you know, by the end of day two, I know who my, who the podium competitors are with me. And I, now I'm, now I'm really focused on who I need to beat in each workout and then executed from there. And then by the last day, I was able to uh, gain a couple of extra, extra insurance points along the way. Yeah. You finished strong uh, with a sec, a first and a second to finish out the week. Um, yep. So my question yep. to you is, You've, you've won four times when you win now, is it joy or is it relief? Oh, it's for sure. Relief. Yeah. I mean, it's joy because I'm not in second. <laughs> um, and it's, uh, you know, there's 
some healthy drive that I have built in my DNA, competitive drive. And there's for sure an unhealthy part of me that is, uh, that, that, that wants to win. And one of my biggest concerns going into the weekend is what am I going to do? How am I going to handle it if I don't win this weekend? You know, that, that, or that, that week. And it's, um, you know, it's something where I, I think to myself, well, if I, you know, I could cross that bridge if it comes to that, um, you know, there's, there's probably a story in that. There's probably even some redemption in that, um, you know, something that I can learn or that I can share about my experience and not winning. Uh, but I'd really rather just have the story of winning four times back to back. I'd rather have that story. Uh, so, I mean, it, it, it goes all the way to the second event. First event, I take, I don't know what I take. I know I'm not first because I can see what everyone else weights are. <clears throat> I just know that for me, I hit the weights I set out to hit and executed perfectly for me, which gave me this huge momentum going into the second event, which I crushed. Um, and I think that's a fair thing to say. Like I really, really did well on that event and won handily, which again, internally gives, gives me this like, okay, okay. I've got what it takes. Like that's just kind of the relief in the first two events. I was like, I, I can win. I'm not, I'm not scared. I can win. It's a relief to get this second event out of the way with a solid win, not a race to the finish, but like a solid win. Solid and win. then even the last and event he- of the day one, it was like, it was Helen and I was out ahead the whole time. And there were some runners. Helen is a running workout. And a couple of runners caught me. And then one of them and I, we were head to head at the very end of that event. And I took one, no rep on a kettlebell swing, which cost me. That was it. I'm first without that. No rep. Uh, but the fact that was close, but really like that, the sense of relief was building over the weekend of like, I keep accumulating points. I keep creating insurance gap between me and really the second and third place guys that, that were the concern. Uh, but long story short, to answer your question for the past couple of years, really from winning the second time and winning the third time, winning the fourth time, those were big relief moments. You, you hear like, NFL players say that all the time, like the Patriots, when they won, it was more relief that they won than the joy of winning because it's, ex- it's expected now. Yes. Yeah. It's expected. And for me, the expectation is internal. I, I don't think, I don't think that many people in the world care if Jason Grubb wins his fourth CrossFit games championship. I mean, I, I think there's a lot of people rooting for me. Like that's, it's fun, but two weeks after the games, if I took second place, like the, the world is in a different place. Um, you know, when, when, the, when the, I was a Bronco fan, right. I'm from, I was from Colorado. So uh, yeah, I remember the first time that Peyton Manning took us to the Super Bowl, and we didn't win that hurt for a couple of days. Like I took it personally as this fan of the sport. Um, um, and so did millions of people in Colorado. The rest of the world doesn't care. Um, and I'm, and I'm, much smaller potatoes in potatoes in in life so in life so yeah 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 i I don't know i I I don't know i I think the expectation of others others wasn't the motivating factor it was that expectation inside inside that i can do it i I trained this hard and it would be a shame to have worked this hard and not do it again not do it again i think that's i think that's where it's at for me that's where it's at for me so the thing that interests me the most is the mindset aspect of this and on your Instagram, you actually have uh, it, it listed as transformational coach. And I loved when you said, you thought to yourself, if I don't win, 
then there is uh, it, it that story could help people. Yes, but yes. at the end of the day, you prefer to just keep winning. And so, like, I love that that your mind goes to these places, like the what ifs and what does that mean. So, do you self talk a lot um, during the day as you, as it's as we're leading up to the games? Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and the self talk is, is mostly in those final. Final, final three or four weeks of prep where, I mean, the, the training is hard. I'm, I'm working really hard and I'm, I'm pushing my limits and my boundaries. And the self-talk is that I am, I'm going to outwork everyone in this situation. That's really the self-talk. I, I, I mean, a week before the games, <clears throat> believe this was, I'm not even sure if the 5K run had been announced yet. Yeah, I guess we knew we were doing a 5K run, but a week before the games, you know, I did uh, standard Tuesday morning training was uh, for the past 12 weeks. It was rowing intervals, you know, a couple of 500s and then a, a 1500 to a 2000, somewhere in that range at some really aggressive paces. Um, and then five minute rest into traditionally a 5K, but a week before the games, it was an 8K. And there were some times during well, the 2K row because I was trying to go sub seven and uh you may have seen that in my Instagram video where I finish a row and I'm just, it's the, the whole reel is just me breathing. I'm just dying. Uh, and then part of the dread of me dying after that 2K row was that I'm going to rest five minutes and I'm going to go run an 8K in Wisconsin in the, in the mid-morning sun. Um, but the self-talk is very much around, I'm, I will outwork to the extent and the limits that my body will allow me to work to make sure that I've done everything possible for the games. And that's really it. It's the self-talk beforehand is, is work hard, make sure I've done everything so that if I get to the games, I don't look back feeling unprepared. And as each event was released for the games, a couple of days before the games. And then I think uh, maybe three or four days before the games, they released all the workouts and every single one of them that I looked at was like a sense of like foreboding because it's going to hurt, but also a sense that, um, I'm prepared for this. I'm prepared for this. I'm prepared for this. I've done the work for that. I'll be ready for that. That's no big deal. It's all going to hurt, but I'm not unprepared. And that's the reward of that self-talk, particularly in those last six weeks of training prior to the games. Those are, those are really tough days and, the, and very, very imbalanced um, days, an imbalanced lifestyle during that time. Uh, I tried to find the video of you breathing hard on a row. Um, there's a lot where you're laying on the floor. I couldn't really decipher which one. <laughs> Let's see. It is, uh, let's see, if I go to Instagram here, <laughs> a lot of rolling around on the floor business. It's prior to the games. You got to get before all these games pictures. And yeah. it is one where these, the screenshot is me sitting. The picture, the screenshot just before that is where I throw a sweaty wristband at my wife, who's my cameraman, but I'm standing over there with a barbell shirt. Barbell it's shirt. the Instagram just before that. Okay, let's try this and let me know if I'm right, wrong, or... Yeah, yeah. So I'm thinking this one? That's the one. That's the one. I'll give you some sound. Two K is done. 
got five minutes to recover and then run an 8K. Slipping on my sweat. Wow. Did you ever recover? It's very, very painful. I recovered. By the time I got to the run, run, I was good. Five minutes is fine. Five minutes is fine. Awesome. But it was gross. It was gross. So then you have the mindset leading up to the games. Then I, like I said, I just talked to Kelly Friel. The second event was that farmer's thing. Um, Farmer's field. And we actually did a reel on you on that that blew up on you our did. Instagram. Did. It was crazy. Um, Farmer's Field, she said she got into it and a, and a sandbag fell off of the pig. And in that moment, like, she's like, I'm dying inside. This happened to me. What's going to happen? And then it, there was just a calm that is, she said, came over me that everybody else is in the same position I am everybody's dying inside at this point and I can, I can get through this. Do you have those moments and workouts? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. All the time. Yeah. All the time. Uh, particularly in, uh, particularly in comp- competitive environments. Competitive environments. Uh, if we talk about those, uh, environments, about those I can, environments, I can look around look and around see these guys see are, these guys are suffering just as bad as I am. Or if I forget for a second, I, 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 I like you know, I, in that I, event. Like, I, got I got to the event. I got to the set of burpees first. Burpees first, and, and looked around. Looked I around. saw the second place guy, second place guy get there as I was like there, maybe was burpee like, five or six, five or six, and I'm waiting to see and his pace. See his pace. Right. What's right. he gonna do on What's this he thing? Do on this thing. And he's and dying. He's and dying. his pace is his super pace slow. Super slow. And it allowed me and that allowed breathing room like, oh, room, like oh, okay. okay. I'm dying. I'm he's dying. dying. He's dying. He's never catching he's me. Never catching I'm me. Six reps six ahead. He's reps never ahead. catching he's me. Never um, catching um, me. Um, so that's very nice. Um, but I do that in all of the workouts. I try to have a really nice situational awareness, if that makes sense. Just I can tap the brakes if I need to. I can speed up if I need to. Uh, but but in general. Um, I think what Kelly's talking about is that, I mean, yeah, we're dying out there. And, and that particular workout, it was very, very hot. And so when we're doing burpees over the pig, it's just like doing burpees in a sauna. And everybody's experiencing that. But at the same time, and I know she does this, we're scanning and we're listening. We're listening to the announcers. We're listening to everything that's going on around us to determine, determine what we need to do. We need to do. If we need to go faster, go faster, we will. We and will. And if we can slow down, we will because we're smart and we know there's other events that day. Um, but that is a that's a big part of the game. It's not just executing or selling your soul or just just trying to go hard. It's putting yourself in positions in those workouts so you don't have to stress. You don't have to race at the end. Like I did huge sets of wall balls. I pushed the row big time. I was the first person off the rower to get back to the wall balls. And I immediately started getting those wall balls out of the way so that when I got to the burpees where we'd literally have to die if we were in a race, well, I'm not in a race at that point. No one's close to me and no one's going to try to race me. So I get there. I can just kind of pace myself through the burpees because I see the next guy gets there and he's dying too. And we're not, we're not racing. Uh, does that make sense? I mean, almost putting together 
the end of the workout so that we're not going to have to die on this thing. Right. And it saves you for the rest of the week too. anything that you can save makes it so you can be more efficient and therefore have more energy yes. for the end of the week. Yes. My next question is probably a weird one and, and tell me if it's a dumb thing, but what was interesting this year is they had the men and the women go at the same time the entire week. Um, so what do you ever see the women on the floor or do you Never. just block that half of the floor out because it doesn't matter to you? Yeah, I can't see it. Um, it, I'm fortunate enough to be mostly in my center lane next to the two guys I need to beat. So anything outside of that, it's really outside of my radar. If we fast forward to the very last event, there are 20 of us out on the floor. We're all doing muscle ups at the same time, dumbbell snatches. I'm just coasting through the dumbbell snatches and I see you know, Ryan Redke sneaks up and passes me and on that, which is that. fine. Like he was fine. so like, fast. He, he so should fast. He win should that event. Win that event. But I didn't even see him but coming even because, him he's coming not, because he's not right next to me. Right next to me. Um, and if I was worried, I would have worried more attention more to him. But generally, I'm only paying attention to specifically what I need to do and the people around me in that situation. Uh, my thought on the women and the men going at the exact same time in every single one of the events, it didn't actually occur to me until a week after the games that we were all on the field for every single event. And one, it's cool because they're great. There's like some nice camaraderie before the event. After the event, none of us see each other. We're all just gone. We just dissipate. But uh, they're all great. Kelly and I were always in the same corral because we were always in that kind of first position. So she's she was delightful. Uh, but I also, I started to have some feelings after the games about the men and the women all being together the whole time. So that's 20-person heats always. And last year, we had 20 men and 20, men, 20 women. So we oftentimes had 20 men in a heat. It's really crowded with 20 men. And it was communicated to us that the reason or one of the reasons that they had cut the field down to 10 men as qualifiers and 10 in each division was to be able to expand on what we could do with the games to do be, maybe be more creative with only 10 people on the field. You could just do so much more. What it turned out to be was a very efficient way to get through heats of 20 with men and women in each age group. It, it was, you know, it, it was sold to us in one aspect that sounded delightful the way it was executed was like, well, actually, one of the things that limits us is limits we, we, only had, we only had a barbell in barbell. two events. We had the Olympic weightlifting event and we had the deadlift event when deadlift. we were staggered and we're out there on the field. Um, you can't have a barbell in the Coliseum with 20 lanes of activity. There were no individual, no individual events that had 20 people in the Coliseum. Um, so it limits what CrossFit can do. And I, I saw that as a bit of a limitation, even though I'm very happy with the test. And the whole thing worked out just fine. Uh, it was just a little, it's a little curious that, that, that they chose instead of getting creative with us just to be extremely efficient. And now, don't get me, on the other hand, we did eight events and I love that. So I'll just say that as a, as a blanket statement, I'm totally fine with it. But we were sold on the idea that we'd have 10-person heats in order to do some really fun stuff. So it's still fun. You know, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. makes sense. Uh, Kenneth, Kenneth DeLapp says, sounds like a sales tactic. And <laughs> I would echo that with, in the elite division, they say they do the cuts to get more creative with the programming. After the first cut, you run a 5K. 
how does that make anything more creative? And why did you need to eliminate 10 people from that mass start? Right. 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 Like, it just doesn't make sense. But so I do understand exactly what you're saying. Here's my, as, as a spectator, because I was there for all of the masters events. What it did to me is it made you focus on one or the other. Cause you have two races going on at the same time. And there were times where it wasn't scaled correctly. So that like the next to last event in every division, all the men finished before the women even got to the last set of double unders. Yes. So one, it highlights something that I don't think needs to be highlighted in CrossFit <laughs> that the women are that much further back or that they didn't scale it appropriately for the women because they did the same calories on the machines as the men. Right. Um, so I thought that was weird. And then you have two races and you're, and if you're on one side of the arena, you're really not seeing the race on the other side in any, in any venue. But I did like the fact that it got through all the divisions quicker. So it made big the days plus. not so long. Yeah. Big, big plus there. And there were twice as many fans in the, in the, in the stands when there's men and women going together. And because it is a faster way to get through it, people linger or people will come and watch and they'll stay through all of those heats because I mean, I've, I've gone to watch the individuals and you know, sometimes those earlier heats, there's just not that much of a crowd, but that the final heats, there's a bigger crowd and um, a bigger crowd is always nice. It's, it's, I, it doesn't matter if they're cheering for me or not. It still creates energy and it's, and it's pretty amazing. So uh, I agree with you that, you can't really watch two races at one time. And yes, uh, when it's not scaled appropriately, it's two completely separate races, very unique and different races, which um, it, which just feels peculiar out on the floor. Um, if it is scaled appropriately, it could be fun to see Kelly and I racing, right? We're, we're trying to get through right. this. She's got 40 calories. I got 50 calories or 42, whatever the right, whatever the right scaling is on, on something like that. Um, uh, but again, I, I, I did appreciate the fact that, uh, you know, by the time we were in our last event, that was a six minute time cap or a five minute time cap. It was a fast time cap. So we just went boom, heat after heat, after heat, after heat. And with a very large crowd, it made that just an extraordinary way to end the games there. Really like, like the first time I won the games, no one knows me. And it's just kind of fun to have like two people clapping for me. The second year is a couple more people. The third year, there's, there's a, uh, I'm getting some traction on YouTube. It's, I'm I'm a little bit more known. This year, one of the funniest things it was uh, on the 5K run. You know, we have to do three laps through this cross country run, and I'm trying to keep up with the the runners in our heat. Um, and one of them is it's just these guys are just relentless runners, and I'm I'm keeping up with them because the guys I need to beat are behind me. So I'm just if as long as I stay with these guys, but I'm just on their heels. And after we finish the event. One of the guys, Chris Anderson, he's like, Grub, it's like, I knew you were on my tail the whole time. I knew you were behind me. I was like, it's because I breathe funny, right? He's like, no, it's because the entire time you're running, people are cheering for you. And I was like, oh, yeah, I know. I know. Maybe there's another Jason behind me. But there was just, there was, there was just, there was a lot of fans out there. And that makes for it, and that makes for it to be really fun. And he's like, yeah, I knew it was you. I knew people kept saying your name. It's pretty funny. It's pretty funny. Yeah, that's great. And 
And you guys did a mass start too, right? Like it was a bunch of divisions together. Crazy. Crazy. Does that ever get confusing? Like, because you always say you want to know who you have to beat, but now you have this mass start with a trillion people in one heat. Like it's got to get confusing. It it is, but it is. But if you're good at this and the ones that are, we're all doing this. We're all doing this. I'm scanning. What is he wearing? What is he wearing? What's he wearing? What's he wearing? What color pants? What color shoes does he have? Shoes does he have? Shirt, no shirt. Shirt, no shirt. I know exactly who my guys are. Now, the challenge with that particular start was that they had the teenagers up front, a row of teenage girls, and a row of teenage boys, and then another row of teenage girls, 35, 40, 45, 45. And we all heard a rumor as getting ready to go that our timer didn't start until we crossed the starting line. That's what we thought. That's what we thought. And that actually makes for and a that very actually makes for a very controlled start. Controlled right? start. If they right? three, two, one, go. Three, two, one, everyone go, starts everyone moving. Everyone starts moving. If my time if starts my time at that starts, buzzer, at I'm that gonna buzzer, I jam through like a bullet to get to the front and just bust through all the kids and the throw you know throw elbows at women and like children get them out of the way to get out in front. Well, that's not. We really don't want that. So we understood that like. So all of us, we just stayed in our line until we got past the starting line, and then we all took off. And I mean, we are—you're weaving around trying to stay with the right people. Um, but it did turn out. We found out later that uh, that uh, we, our time, all started at the same time. So, you know, whatever my time was in this just short of 5K run was delayed by 30 seconds because well, not delayed, but it was 30 seconds longer because I actually didn't cross the starting line. For probably 30 seconds since the initial beep because of the mass herd that was going across. But uh, it could have been a, a, a stampede, but we all understood it wrong. So that's good. It all worked out fine because none of us were trying to really kill anyone to get in front. Um, and we do the same thing when we swim in open water. You know, they normally start with larger heats. And in the math, the master's men, we're all pretty cordial. We're like, hey, you know what? Women, if y'all want to just jump through and get ahead of us on swimming, we're fine with it. Like gentlemen's agreement, you know, we're all agreed that we're not going to kill anyone to, to, to get in this water fast. And that's kind of how that goes. And that's, that's nice. So that we're not like clawing at each other uh, because it, the swim isn't one in the first 10 seconds. Panic can happen in the first 10 seconds, but the swim isn't one there. Yeah. I, um, it's so funny. You, you talked about the people cheering for you. You have such a big following we like I said, we put a reel out of you that is so simple, such a simple reel, and it did so well. And I'm just going to show it real quick. And that is, it's just you pushing the sled at the end of the farmer's field. Yeah, it was awesome. That was a it was one of my funnest moments at the games right here. And yeah, that it did great. And our videographer Teddy Williams is awesome. He did a lot so of those awesome. where he kind of with the athlete yeah. while, while he was filming. Um, and it, they came out great. He did some did. Uh, in the fight and things yep. like that, which really was cool. Yeah. That video, so the, the, the fun part about that was, and again, anything that at the time, anything that showed masters doing anything that the Instagram algorithm was just, just, just uh, pushing that out there. Um, I had, you know, one of my videos prior to that was just me doing, the clean and the snatch and the clean and jerk. And it's like an iPhone, a shaky iPhone picture. I'd like, you know, for me, like 5,000 likes is a, is a, that's a big post for me. Um, 
And it was all just because there's there wasn't any content out there. CrossFit wasn't putting anything out there. So, but people were hungry to watch, and so CrossFit content was getting a nice algorithmic bump. And something as simple as that. There's also something um uh, carnal about the. He's not just panning with me. He's walking with me, and and that right. makes it look really cool. And for me, that event was. I mean, I, I got to go out there and. I felt like a gladiator, you know, I felt like out there, like, are you not entertained? You know, this is, this is a big moment. I'm like kind of engaging with the crowd because I had, I had a couple minute lead on this workout that was just so good for me, apparently. Um, so anytime anyone gets a video of me marching down the field all by myself, like, yeah, I like that. I like that footage. Yeah. And that, and that comes back to like what we were talking about before we went live. And that is, the coverage was atrocious for um, age group and adaptives. Um, I keep saying in the Coliseum, it was an iPhone four hanging from the rafters um, <laughs> it, at North park. It was a hundred yards off the field. A it was a like hundred yards off the field. Yeah. 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 One of the comments in the broadcast was that this is sponsored by ring doorbell. <laughs> that was, yeah. That was, is perfect. The, the biggest challenge with the coverage, in my opinion, was not just that it was terrible, but it was that they announced it as if it meant something. I mean, they did an announcement there before, like, watch the masters and age groups and adaptive tomorrow. We'll have a single camera to feed. Like they they announced it like it was an announcement. Everyone that read it was like, oh, oh, this actually you you got it via the press just before the announcement. So did I. And I was like, oh, this is not good. This is not good. Um, it, all they have to do. All Dave Castro has to do a month before the games, whenever he made this decision, is just say, a make a post out there. Hey, guys, I made a tough call. We are abandoning coverage for the Masters athletes. Instead of using the money for that, this is where the money is going. And plan accordingly. We've allowed media teams, we've given per permission to media teams to stream this thing, if you would like. Um but plan accordingly. And now we all we all scramble. We'll get I'll contact you or media teams like, hey, will you get this coverage? At the same time, you and I talked about this before the broadcast that um, Dave Castro did address this question in last week's uh, his his question and answer thing. He said that he that they that that the media teams had no interest in streaming the Masters adaptive and age group athletes. Um but the reality is that when you sign that press agreement, which I have a press pass as well, which I didn't pick up till after I was done competing, which is why I streamed, um, you were not allowed to stream as a member of the press. Um, you got a press right. pass on yours. You cannot stream. It says it multiple times, and no press media team is going to um, put in jeopardy their ability to cover the individuals by streaming the Masters. They're just not going to do it. So Dave was incorrect in the sense that anyone could stream. You, you weren't allowed to as a media team. But all they have to do, I mean, we would have been mad a month ago. That's fine. But now we're, we're more mad because, one, they said they needed that, that, that they made a tough decision. In the press um, Q&A that they had with, with the CEO of CrossFit on that Wednesday night, the night we did the 5K, um, he got up there and said it was just one of the toughest decisions he's made. And all I wanted to ask, and I needed someone in the press in the room to say, okay, so what was the decision? Like, I know the decision was, we're not paying for masters. So where did that, and they said, so that, so that it could be a better experience for the, for the fans somehow. But like, what, where did that money go? If it was just cut, it was cut. If it was cut so that 
they could spend money on ESPN. Great. Just say that. But they didn't say they said it was a tough decision. And that's where they left it. But again, if you get a month ahead of this and give us a chance to plan, dude, we're, we're resourceful people. We all have like credit cards. Like credit we, cards. Have, we have, uh, we have the money as masters. We'll, we'll, we'll figure out, we'll pay people to come there and stream and stream, not on an iPhone, not but on stream iPhone, on something that's a little bit more, has more capacity. Has more capacity. But, um, but um, with a one day notice, one day notice. My buddy, Aaron, my buddy Aaron streamed on my phone for me. My phone for me. <laughs> and I had, yeah. I had, I had hundreds I had tune in. Hundreds tune in. Hundreds. So, hundreds. Um, Elise said, Scott Dave's answers. Scott, Dave answers Jason's question at 823 in his work interview. So I still have that up. I'm yep. going to fast forward to that. You and I can hear it together for the first time. This was just released about 45 minutes ago. I'm ready. Let's go to battle. Right. Here we go. Let's share screen. At Jason Grubb, Dave, it was strongly expressed in the press pass agreement with content creators that live streams were not allowed in any way. Were content creators notified that this world would be allowed to be broken for the age group and adaptive division? So content creators... Maybe I was wrong last week when I said that they could have. So I think he's responding to, I made a statement. Yeah, if they wanted to, they could have. If I think what he's talking about, I think what you're talking about is with the mass um, media approved or the mass media uh, credential. We also had the credential for the, um, the Sevons and the Buttery Bros and those guys. I don't know if theirs was different in regard to that language. Um, so I guess I was wrong in stating that they could have streamed it if they wanted, or I think I might have said they could have covered it. Regardless, that um, I didn't. That rule was never conveyed that it could be. To answer your question, that rule was never conveyed that it could be broken for age group and adapted divisions. But maybe we should have allowed if you had a content creator, Jason Grubb. For those who don't know, he won one of the divisions. He's won a number of years. He's a uh, Masters athlete. He's really good. Um, maybe we should have allowed that. That probably would have been a good idea to handle some of the lack of coverage that we had there. Um, next comment. At okay. So there it is. I can't believe he responded. I, I forgot I left that comment. I forgot that I, I, forgot that I addressed that. Um, uh, Elise Carr Riddell says, this is war. <laughs> Not war. Just conversation. Yeah, totally. And, I, you know, to be fair, like, oh, man, there's so many times in life when I want to be mad at Dave Castro, right? Um, but that guy right there that was just on that screen, like kind of how he sort of rethinks some things and is is genuinely caring, right? Um, he's always that way. And that's the frustrating part. I want to be mad at him. But he actually cares. He, he's thoughtful. I mean, even th his whole idea of answering questions on YouTube is a really nice piece of transparency. Um, we were setting up our RV in the campsite, and uh, we had just gone there. We're unpacking everything, and there's a golf cart streaming straight towards us. It was Dave Castro coming over to say hi. And, and dang it, you're dang such it. a nice guy. Why, why are you so nice? Why are you so nice? Yeah, I um, want to be mad at you. Um, 
I want to be mad at you. I want to I don't have to support every decision you make, but I don't think you're I don't think you're I don't think you're ever trying to be ever trying to be evil in any way. In any way. Yeah, he um yeah, I'm glad he took ownership of that. And 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 we talked before we went live that he probably just didn't know, right? Yeah. Like he doesn't yeah. know what that media agreement yeah. says. He's probably not even involved in that aspect of the CrossFit games, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, yeah. but like like we said, like I would have co- I would have covered the Masters if given the opportunity. Just give me a month's notice, and I would have done what I could to at least get some footage out, so right. that like people like Kelly who has family in the UK who can't travel yes. to the, yes. the states could see her compete. Um, during the games. So this is a good segue yeah. into yeah. the rumors. Uh, and the rumors of breaking off the masters into their own and, and all age groups and adaptives, apparently the rumor is into their own competition. There would still be a CrossFit games championship. It would still run through the open just like it does today. The final stage would just be a partner that kind of carries it. I heard you with John Woolley last week discuss this. And I wanted to bring up a couple points before we dive in. This year at the games, there were times on the live stream that there were 60,000 people with that horrid coverage of Masters athletes. What could that number have been had you actually been able to see something? Oh, you know, it, it, we're probably, probably 100K. I mean, realistically... Uh, probably 100k probably not 200k um there's it's it's really interesting um there is there's a lot of evergreen content or a lot of evergreen watches on some of the master stuff if if you take a look at 2022 2021 coverage uh you know live in the moment you know that there's there's anywhere from you know 60 to 100,000 um watching those events as they're streamed live. Uh, but the evergreen nature of them, man, they get replayed uh, over and over and over and over and over again. So there's, I, I think it's not just the live stream that is, that is, that is valuable. It's that people go back and watch that stuff. And I think CrossFit does a really good job after the fact of breaking up each one of the events for the individuals into, you know, the, I know the capital, you know, you could, you could watch that event start to finish without having to scroll through a live stream and they'll, they'll just chop that up. It's the same coverage just chopped up into each event. And I think they could do that or any future potential uh, stream streaming for masters. When you break that up, you've got just this, this huge amount of, of evergreen content. And we know that evergreen content is, is just the meat and potatoes of, of anyone who is in, is in media. You know, for me, I'm not as concerned about how many people watch a video I produce live or uh, even in that first week. If it has first week traction, that's fantastic. But I've had multiple, multiple videos that had evergreen explosions. And that's really where uh, I think the stream is, is, is most important, not just for the people watching it from home, although that's the huge piece. This is where you've got master's athletes, age group, or the teenagers and the adaptive athletes. These people are all members of gyms somewhere. You know, we don't have training camps. We're not all up in Vermont or wherever Hardwood Pays Off is, or, you know, we're not all at Mayhem or we're not at the training camp. We're all 
not me, I travel full time in an RV, but a lot of them have home communities. When Scott Panchek goes to the games, he has a huge community at home that are going to watch that live stream because of his gym, right? Um, you know, every adaptive athlete, I mean, an adaptive athlete came from CrossFit Arvada in Colorado, which was the gym I started CrossFit at. Uh, there's a huge community there that's going to watch her. And that's what those live streams I think are for those and the fans of, of, of true CrossFit. Like it's like you and I watch semifinals. Does it matter? No, but we're, we're just like, like we're, we drank the Kool-Aid. So if CrossFit's on, I'm watching it. If it's live, I'm watching it. I don't care who it is. And so we might pick, we're going to pick up some of those people as well. But then afterwards, uh, you know, that stuff just gets played over and over and over again. I know there's huge communities or huge amounts of aspiring masters athletes that go back and find my footage or footage of me from years ago to watch. There's guys that, that will come up to me like, oh, yeah, I saw in that event from 2021, you did 30 sandbag squats on your back, dropped it, and then you did 12 more. And I'm like, yeah, that's correct. How do you know that? He's like, well, I watched it. I was counting when I watched on this. Like, I watched it like last week. Like, well, that's. That's wild. Um, so, yes, and 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 I've very much heard the rumors, and I, I think I've heard, I mean, rumors. I think I've heard facts from some horses' mouths from some people that don't have signed NDAs. Uh, but I, I think it could confirm almost everything you probably heard, or, and I, I know more specifics. I'm not sure how much we want to get into it, but so I have sources. It's have have signed NDAs. It's going to happen, and <laughs> so I. Like I have a lot of things known that I just can't share yeah, because I don't yeah, want to yeah. get them in trouble, yeah. but, yeah. um, but here's a couple other points I want to make. I was there for every master's event. There were more people in the Coliseum and at North park than there were for the team's events. Yes. Yes. Two, That's I, we, That's I have correct. friends that are vendors. They made a killing on Tuesday and Wednesday this year. And they said they made more on Tuesday and Wednesday this year than they did on Saturday and Sunday last year. Wow. Wow. So what metrics is CrossFit using is my, is my question to this whole thing. Yes. Now I watched your, your part with John Woolley and I'm, I want to get into a couple things with that. And that is he had a great idea. If you, if you're going to split it off doing it a month before and using that footage in between events at the games to highlight the, the age group athletes was a brilliant idea. And John should get full credit for that. And I think it's, it's an amazing concept. Yes. But I asked Kelly because she's in the UK and I was like, if it splits off, is it still worth it for you to compete? Because you have to travel overseas to get here to compete if it's split yeah. off. And she surprised me. She said, yes, it is. Hmm. Hmm. Um, because I have a co-host on my Thursday night show who almost made the games in the 35 to 39 has never made the games is aging up to 40 to 44 next year was her shot. Yes. And now it's not going to be where the dream was. So I have those yes. two perspectives. And I, How, you know, those, I, yeah, I, I've had both those perspectives. Um, when I first heard that that this was the last year that the games were going to be all together, um, I was sad. Like, I've only known the games all together. I've only known the games in Madison, actually. 
Um, and that was a dream come true to go and compete and be there with with, with everybody. With everybody. So, so that was my initial thought. Was my initial then thought. the more then, I started to think about it, and digest it, I guess the more I saw, the more I saw, you know, a little bit of like you know, a little silver bit of like lining in this. Silver lining in this. The silver lining the silver is primarily the idea. Primarily the idea that if we have our own spotlight on us, um, and we are able to prove the numbers that you had with the vendors, you know, that were out of the games, you know, all the vendors there, but the, the, if we can get the games on its own or the masters on its own track, even age groups, whatever they do with age group and adapts is at its own place. We've got CrossFit backing out. Like this is the CrossFit masters games or, or whatever they want to call it. Um, and again, I don't want to exclude adaptive and, and the teenagers. I just don't know that, that world. So I'm just going to talk to the masters. Um, and then while we're there, we empty our our wallets. Um, you know, I know that. Well, a rumor is that that Tier is going to be a big sponsor. That First Form is going to be a big sponsor, um, or that they're potentially in this thing in the future. That it's um, one of the big big masters outfits is going to do this. The rumor is that it's going to be after the games, which I think is a mistake. I think John Woolley, I think that's the best point to do it prior to the games so they can feature that footage in the SPN coverage because it's the most inspirational shit right there. So that's just a thought on that. I think that's just the smartest idea, but it doesn't look like that's going to be what it is. Um, but also, like even selfishly, you know, I just just launched um, finally after developing for just so long um, a master's training platform. Finally, a training camp for masters by masters, not just the diluted version of an individual training program. This is actually written for masters. The stuff I do that I translate that I share with the world. Right. Um, and of course I want to have a big place in this. I want live coverage by Boulder athlete. You know what I mean? How great would that be? But I can't afford the big show. Right. I can't afford the games like the, the, the six day coverage, you know, I, Ice Barrel was a major sponsor this year, right? And, and I'm close with those guys. They shared with me their investment into the games. And like that budget is insane just to be the cold plunge sponsor of the games and how much equipment they had to provide, what their booth rental costs, what the booth itself costs. I'm like, okay, well, I don't know any training camps that'll pay that. Um, but if we have Masters as its own thing, now we have sponsors that can truly like laser in on the demographic that they want to get their product in front of, including Boulder Athlete or all of the sponsors that if they're smart, they go after the master's demographic because we spend money. And those are the risks that even the, the sponsors, my personal sponsors have taken. They've gambled on the fact that I have an audience. I, as a master's athlete, you know, I only accept pro, you know, stuff that I like, but if I endorse it, there's a, a demographic following me that has disposable income and that's the disposable income. And if they can make, so for example, if, if I understand if it, if it, if it goes as the rumors have been the team that would, that would take over the masters games has done really well the past few years, huge amounts of coverage, big, big sponsors, um, decent payouts, not games payouts. Now, like we need, we need, if our payouts are the same or more, I mean, even better for, for this show. Like it, it it's meaningful when I go to the games and win $10,000 for first place. Um, I don't, I'm not competing for $10,000. It's just this added bonus. Um, but man, what if that was 20? That's insane. Um, 
Yeah. I mean, it's also a lot. There's there's uh, seven masters age divisions. So seven times 10 times male times female. That's $140,000 for just first place prize at $10,000 a pop. You double that. You, like, this gets really expensive really quickly. So um, I don't know how they solve that. But but if they can match some of those things and make it its own thing, I, I think that there could be something really, really cool about this. And I agree with Kelly. Like, yeah, it's worth it. It's the games. We call it the CrossFit Games. It's specific to Masters. And we really make this a heck of a, heck of a show. So I know you have a call in two minutes. So I just want to get a couple of these comments out of the way. Yeah. LDY2742, 499 donation. Thank you so much for that. How is it fair for CrossFit to collect the Masters money from the open, 200,000 people, but not yeah. want to invest putting the event on for Masters? I think that's a big question a lot of people are asking. Sure is. Um, it's, a, it's a huge question. And I know the numbers. I was was making a pitch uh, earlier this spring. Yeah, of the total open, over 65% of total open scores were Masters athletes. And I haven't looked at number of years. That was just this year. And so that's a ton of money. And then the amount of money we dump into quarterfinals and semifinals. And then you don't go to the games for free. It's like $450 to go to the games just to register. Um so there's a lot of cash there. Very, very interesting. Um, and, you know, uh, people people have in other areas uh, voted with their dollars, with where they spend their money, whether it's uh, whatever type of beer they drink or decide not to drink or where they shop for clothes or don't. Like sometimes money can, where people spend their money can make a, a slight difference. So Fingers crossed it plays well. CrossFit makes some smart decisions. And if our cash is going into the open, that gets translated to the Masters games. Carolyn Prevost says, if the Masters comp does go on their own, they could do it a few weeks before and also feature the highlights at the games. We talked so about great. that. But, uh, fellow games athlete wanted to get that in there. Um, yes. And uh, LDY2724 is a Boulder athlete here. Uh, so he give them a shout All out. Right. There we go. Um, but yeah. So anyway, I know we're, we're running out of time. Thank you so much, Jason, for jumping on. I know you have a call. I have so much more to talk to you about. Let's do it we'll again. Let's do Let's do part two. Yeah, for sure. Uh, thank right. you so much for everybody in the chat. Thank you for engaging uh, and asking your questions. We, we love you all. And we'll see everybody next time on the Clydesdale media podcast. <laughs> C4 Energy, Extend, and Cellucor are delivering the most effective, best tasting, and highest quality products for you. Get 20% off when you use the code Clydesdale at checkout at C4Energy.com. That's C4Energy.com. And now back to the interview. <laughs>